You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. We do have breaking news today, and you're the guy that's behind this. Over to you, Moose. We're going to Montreal. Ta-da! We are taking our show on the road. Thursday and Friday, we'll be on the air from, uh, from the Stanley Cup Finals. How cool is that? Yes, live Thursday, Friday from Montreal, downtown Montreal. In advance of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, we will be there live. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Well, I'm not as handsome as Rod Peterson. Who is? Darren DuPont, maybe. And speaking of Rod and Darren, they're going to be joining us here in just a few moments. They're getting ready. They're fired up. They're anxious. They're excited. They have been taking over Montreal. We'll get to that in a moment as well. Taking over Montreal the last four or five days. They've been doing shows. They've been up to all kinds of cheap chicanery and skullduggery in that fine community. And uh, bathing in the atmosphere of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I can't wait to talk to these two guys about all the trouble that they've been causing. Joining us from Mississauga, Ontario, of course, my co-host and good buddy Peter Labardius. Peter joined me on Wednesday. He's back here again today. We got a good thing going here, Lou, you and I. And, you know, if you can't... I've it's, kind of it's, felt that way since about 1989, but yes. Well, that's true. You know, at, at yeah. first, though, it's a tough... Rod and Darren, a tough act to follow. I kind of enlikened it, it to no back point. in the Stampede Wrestling days... Mm-hmm. When Ed Whalen was not available to do the show, Stampede Wrestling, there were times where I, it didn't matter yeah, what the championship off. match was. It just wasn't no, the same. I you w- didn't even want to watch. No, I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't really want to watch it without Ed, I'll be honest. So, you know, when Rod and Darren aren't here, you know, you just, you wonder sometimes. But, mm-hmm. uh... I think we've held our own, and, and there, now I'm told that Rod and Darren, in fact, are going to be able to join us from sunny Montreal. And I will say this. Um, there we go. Bill and Ted have nothing on you guys. The, the Rod and Darren excellent Montreal adventure has been in full force over the last few days. You've broken into the tennis stadium. You've broken into McGill University. The RCMP are on the hunt for you guys. And the mafia is not impressed. I mean, what? What? Are you the watching he- this? 
What what the heck is going on? You guys have taken over the city. It's unbelievable. it's, they've been very welcoming, and Lou uh, has worked here many times professionally. Happy Monday, guys. Uh, and they're very yeah, nice to us. Yeah. And uh, I know just enough French to get around, boys, and have for a long, long time. So it kind of feels like uh, not home, of course. But listen, I, I want to give you a little tour. This is kind of a Letterman-esque skit, wouldn't you say? Right out well, front of the Bell Center? Yeah, we're getting the, the 360. <laughs> yeah, well, we got our dudes right over here, Sean Reynolds and Eric Engels. Uh, they're on the air live. You don't mind if I walk and talk, do you? No, do you go mind? ahead. Interesting content. It's your show. Oh, I know. Hey, sh- look at this guy. Sean, give us a wave. Where is he? Right there. 100%. Look at these guys. They're in the shade. Yeah, th- <laughs> I'm loving it too. Eric, they said they love my outfit. I don't got to worry about sweating in this thing like those guys. And... um Lou, you've been here, man. You know what it's like with these wonderful Yvonne Cornwayer. Let me tell you a story about him. Dickie Moore, Jacques Plant, Doug Harvey, The Flower. You seen this? Um, yeah. So it's game day, boys. It's game day. And I guess if you're asking the vibe of Montreal, it's actually picking up. The last couple of days, it's been not, not good. They don't think that their team is going to come back and win this series. And I'm like, Lou, you know they know hockey in this town, right? Um, but I'm like, you guys got to win one game. You can't win four tonight. Rod, let me, let me say this first. Um, you know, I've been very lucky and very blessed. There is nothing like hockey in Montreal for me personally. There's just, it is my favorite. There's nothing like it. And it's because it's way more than just hockey so i think and you guys would have gotten into this you know the other day on the program the two that you hosted just kind of for people who might be tuning in today what has it been like to be in that city which i've never had the experience of during a stanley cup final well i think if the habs had a chance they would uh to to win this thing they'd be going off the chain and vibrating and i kind of I wanted to be down here the other night for game three. There was 30,000 people in this area. You guys saw it on TV. But when Knuckles Nyland tells you to come to your house, his house for supper to watch the game, you don't really say no, right? So no. Um, I wasn't down here f- for that. But when we came back downtown from Knuckles' house, um, there, there was, there, it, it was dead. And we were told that we were lucky that people weren't rioting. It just fizzled. So that was Friday night, Lou, and then Saturday, Sunday. As you know, Pete, there's that Habs logo is on most buildings 365, just in the windows of businesses, right? Oh, yeah. Every, every building has the Habs logo on it. Most of these skyscrapers are lit up in red, white, and blue. Uh, But that's it. You don't see people running around the streets with Habs gear on and yelling and stuff. It's, it's, they don't think they're going to win tonight. I heard a couple people say, ah, it would be nice if they won so Tampa could win at home in front of their crowd. You probably saw what John Cooper said about that. He's like, no, we're ending it in game four. <laughs> but, and uh, and then even Knuckles the other night, Nyland, he was like, well, we know we made it this far, but God, it's hard to go this far and, and then lose. Right? So they're not that positive about tonight. So what, what would the atmosphere 
over the weekend have been like compared to before game three? I mean, they were down two coming back from Tampa. But I got to think even then, the fact that they were coming home, there must have been a little bit of buzz. Now I'm starting to get the sense from you that there really isn't a whole lot of buzz because the locals feel like they're done, right? It's the truth. And I'm not trying to be a downer. Believe me, this is, this is 110 on game day. Yeah. That's right in front of the rink. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nothing. There's what nothing. What more do I need? What more do I need? There's, I'm telling you, would I lie to you? You guys are my boys. Yeah. So uh, they, it's just the, the uh, front cover of the Journal de Montreal today. The story was, do you believe in mir- uh, miracles? Well, in French, croyez-vous oh, mir- miracle. And or colaritiel or something. Just, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, so... <laughs> It's, it's, well, not only that, but it's a bit of a downer. I mean, Lou, you know where the Chateau Champlain is. It's a, that's where we're staying. It's a block from the ring. Oh, yeah. I know and it well. All, yeah, and all the staff there, because we've been doing our shows from there, they're like, we just got back to work on July 1st. We've been off for a year. There's, so COVID's taken a major bite out of this town, too. So I'm happy to be here, happy to spend a night with Knuckles and our friends and so forth and realize that, a lot of people out here watch this show, guys. A lot of people. When That's I great. said that Habs fans are annoying, yeah, well, when I said I said Habs fans are annoying, they actually thought it was funny. <laughs> they weren't mad, <laughs> which is good. Well, Rod, okay, so we have to know. Aside from, like, take the, the Knuckles and Island dinner out of the equation because that probably, I'm sh- unless I'm wrong, of course, uh, that would probably be a highlight for you. But... What are some of the other things and trouble that you two degenerates have gotten into there that maybe you probably some of it you don't want to share, but there's got to be a story or two that you do? Fire away. People want to know. It's not like the old days, Rems. No. Uh, Everything that we did, yeah, everything was on video. So, yeah, breaking into (laughs) McGill Stadium, which, as I said, the door was open. Technically, we didn't break into anything. (laughs) Running around the field. Um Rogers Stadium, where the Rogers Cup is, was cool, breaking into there. But people have just been overly, overly nice. And to be honest, Lou comes from the NHL world. Um, So this wouldn't surprise you. But just talking to the NHL personnel, they've been so kind and kind of welcoming us in and realizing that the protocols the CFL is following and that the people are complaining about is absolutely no different than what the NHL players are following. It's very strict. They're keeping the players locked up. And as much as the players in the CFL think it sucks, this is the, this is the way it's going to be. The NHL is not going through anything different. I talked to Phil Pritchard yesterday, right, the keeper of the cup. And the first game he's going to attend is tonight because it's an elimination game. But he's like, I can't come down. I can't meet you for lunch. I can't go on your show because we're locked up. And that sucks. Yeah. These guys have been locked up for a year and a half. And I don't know what it is, Lou. I, like the NHL clearly just wants us to see the games. They don't want to, the public to know what's going on behind the scenes, and that's cool. But since we've got to Montreal, we've kind of realized that this has not been a great life for NHL players or any pro athletes for the last 16, 17 months. No, I, I would say this, Rod, that for players in the United States, as the season went on, they had a better feel than, you know, the Canadian teams and what they had to go through because going all the way back to the bubble, they're still in it. They've, they've never 
been out of it and all the testing and it's it's daily and you know in this series yeah. you guys have talked about it i'm sure you know it's been a big adjustment for tampa from where they were even in the last series you know you come into montreal you're going to three places the airport your hotel and the rink and that is it that is it you don't pass go anywhere and montreal has been in that place forever so you know it's it's very different and i don't know what your thoughts are rod but i'll tell you what's really fascinating from someone in our business where do we go next with access does does it stay more limited are we back in dressing rooms again um you know like there's a lot of if you're in this business there's a lot of big things coming and big answers that we're going to get at some point. Like even for myself, we didn't travel this year. You know, we did the road games in studio. And I don't know that that's not going to continue. Oh, I know. Well, the big one I think about is is the access. Because as you know, the teams don't like the media to begin with. So if they have an opportunity to stay on right. Zoom, they'll probably do that. Uh, and that, that's what I'm expecting. As far as the travel, that's why I don't really miss it. Look at us. My God, we got to come out here and do two shows. Bob's your uncle. This is the greatest thing in the world. Um, but talking about coming into Montreal, I, I just don't want to leave this point on John Cooper, the coach of the Lightning. With I don't know who would have asked this question. It's the dumbest question ever. Do you actually want to lose game four so you can go home and win on game five? And in that article, if you read it, it was from the oh, Canadian boy. press... The Canadian government would not allow friends and family of the Lightning to come to the game here in Montreal. That was a government decision, right? So if they do win tonight, they're not going to be celebrating. and They're going to be celebrating in front of 3,500 Habs fans. So it's just, that's another thing where, I guess, normally in an elimination game in the Stanley Cup, there'd be family members here to watch it, and that's well, not going sure. to be the case. And I just think, what a, what a dumb question to ask coach john cooper and incidentally if he wanted to lose to go home and win in game five or seven they're not in a position to win the stanley cup because that's a loser attitude but that's just my take on that well and to take it one step further rod i would suspect that if you're on the tampa bay lightning and you're into this thing for as many days as you've been with, with what exactly what you and peter have just talked about the quarantine the you know two you know, tests a day, rapid tests, and the, just the, the, the life that they have lived outside of the games. Do you really think that you would spend 10 more minutes in this than you would absolutely have to? I mean, and, and you're right, Rod. I mean, even if the answer was, yeah, it would be kind of fun to win at home, which, trust me, at this point, they don't care. They just want this thing over with and win. Right. What's he going to yeah. say? You know what? You bring up a great point. I think it would probably be in everybody's best interest to fill the building in Tampa again just because we, we just love this whole quarantine thing so much that it would be so much fun to win in front of our hometown fans. Our kids and families can wait. I mean, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, you know what? It is what it is. Um, I just feel I, I, we're going to leave you with this, Rod. And I, don't, I know you're not, you don't want a pity party, and I know you're having a great time. But I do feel bad for you guys because think of how much fun that would have been if they would have won game three or, or any of the games. And tonight's game oh. was perceived by the locals as maybe meaning a little bit more. It would have changed your whole experience. But 
I guess that's the hand you're dealt. So what are you going to do? It's too bad, though. Well, I haven't even. I thought about it earlier on Friday before Game Three. I'm like, if if they win, and they have a chance on Monday night to tie up the series two-two, we got to stay. Like we had a chance to go to the game tonight, but with what it is now. Look, we've been with a lot of Montreal people, born and bred Montrealers, and they're talking about rioting, I'm sorry to say, tonight after the no. game, that there will be riots. And I'm like, uh. what is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? And they just laugh and say, well, we're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like making no apologies whatsoever for the rioting in Montreal. And I like it happened the other night when they beat Vegas, you know, a week ago or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay getting out of here if that's, that's the way that it's going to go down. Yeah, well... The people that are doing that kind of stuff, if that, in fact, is what ends up happening, they're not the hockey fans. They're hooligans. Let's call it what it is. The true yeah, Montreal Canadian they're fans, not they're not doing that kind of stuff. We're up against the break, I'm being told. by You know what it's like when Clark's screaming at you? We're up against the break. Actually, he's not screaming. But we are up against the break. Hey, Rod, thanks for taking the time to join Peter and I here today. Um, looks like despite the circumstances, you're still making the best of it and having some fun. And we'll see you soon, my friend. We always do. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate the time. Thanks for helping out, guys. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, our yeah, pleasure. Our pleasure. It's been great. So uh, we're going to talk to uh, Peter when we come back from the break. We're going to get his thoughts on this uh, Team Canada, this Canadian basketball situation. And uh, you're not going to want to miss it. I'm really curious as to what Lou has to say about Canada once again not qualifying for the uh, Olympic Games. And we're going to talk about that. Give us about three minutes and we'll be back right here on the Rod Peterson Show. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. How about that? Speaking of Montreal, the G2G Protein Bar, folks. Ben Cahoon's company, the great Montreal Alouette receiver. I got the uh, almond coconut going right now, and I'm soon to devour the peanut butter chocolate chip. <laughs> now How that's about that? That's prop comedy, folks. See what I did there? I got to eat and promote one of our sponsors at the same time. Actually, it's more like prop tragedy. The tragedy is, is there's not more of these for me to eat. Because I could go through a whole box of these. They, honest to goodness, if I, if I didn't mean it, I wouldn't say it. This is the best protein bar that I have ever had in my life. Ben Cahoon's company, the G2G protein bar. Anyway, there you go. Shameless plug, but I got to eat, so I'm a happy guy. Let's go to the Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. Daily poll question, folks. Will the lightning sweep the Habs tonight? It's closer than I thought, to be honest with you, Lou. Yes, 60%, no, 40%. I was thinking it's going to be like an 80-20, and they've narrowed the gap again. I don't know. I guess I with Carey Price, you never know, right? 
I have an odd feeling that tonight's game goes to overtime. And I'll put it to you this way. I won't be completely shocked um, if Montreal scrapes a win out tonight. I mean, it's a very prideful group. They've gone a long way. You don't necessarily want somebody else um, parading the Stanley Cup around your own arena. Um, You know, if Carey Price is Carey Price tonight, then I won't be shocked if they find a way. And, you know, with Tampa, they have had two days to probably, in a sense, feel like how could we not win? And sometimes, Kelly, in sports, that can be just enough edge taken off to not get the job done. So, you know, maybe that's just wishful thinking because, uh, you know, I'm hoping to watch a really good hockey game tonight. And I think I think we'll get one. Um, I'm not saying I'd vote if I had the vote in the poll that I would for sure go Montreal. But, you know, I won't be shocked if tomorrow on this show that, uh, you know, we're getting ready for a game five. Well, the other thing, too, is I have a sneaky suspicion that Carey Price, who is a very proud guy, does not want to have another subpar performance tonight and be remembered as the guy that really struggled in the Stanley Cup Finals. And if he puts together a couple of great performances and that team feeds, especially at home tonight, feeds off of that because they go as he goes. I mean, let's be honest. We could easily see the Montreal Canadiens win, but that has to happen. Carey Price has to yeah, be that's, yeah. the best player on the ice. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, Peter, I would agree. He probably needs to be one of the game's three stars tonight in order for the Canadian season to continue. I, I don't see it happening any other way and that scenario presenting itself, quite frankly. Um, okay. So a lot of people have been hanging around here to get your thoughts on Canada being eliminated uh, from contention to qualify for the Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan. You said about a half an hour ago that this is one of the toughest sports pills that you have swallowed in a long, long, long time. Yeah, We almost talked about it before we went live on the air, and then I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it right. the same time everybody right. else hears it. So you have as much time as you want to get whatever off your chest that you want. So fire away, Lou. I'm going to snack on one of Ben Cahoon's D- G- okay. 2G's protein bars and turn you loose, my friend. Well, I don't think today I really need to be turned loose, but, um, you know, I love, I love Team Canada, Team Sports. Um, and, and let's face it, and, and I know I'm probably on a bit of an island um, in the sense that, that that means a lot to me. And I think being in the business that I'm in where, you know, the fandom really in a lot of ways gets taken out of you a little bit. So that's just an area for me that, you know, really matters. It's mattered since I was a little guy. And, you know, I have great memories of even going all the way back to 76 and Martin Riley and Phil Tollestrup and Canada finishing fourth in Montreal in men's basketball. And, um, you know, the incredible excitement and pleasure I got from Canada winning the World Universiad 
games in 1983 in Edmonton and upsetting the Americans and then beating the then Yugoslavian. Um, and, and Kel, why this one really hurts is I'm still stung from 2015 when Canada lost to Venezuela to make their way into the 2016 games. And I truly believe that Canada in basketball on the men's side is on the precipice of doing something incredibly special. But what really has haunted them, not so much this year, but we can't necessarily convince all our best people to play when it matters the most. Now, unfortunately, this time around, Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets, who even if he plays, or Shea Gilgis-Alexander of Oklahoma City, you and I probably aren't having this discussion. But to put it simply, until you get over, you're not over. And every time this country doesn't qualify for the Olympics, it might be another reason as to why guys don't make the commitment or don't find a way to play for our country. And listen, on a worldwide level, we're not the greatest at a lot of team sport. But I think with our personnel and the NBA and the amount of NBA players would indicate this. First of all, basketball is a worldwide sport. Yep. If we can ever break the barrier and get in with the types of players and the types of young players, I truly think that by Paris in 2024, Canada can win a medal and could potentially play the United States for a gold. And by 2028, could play them again. I see Canada as kind of being to basketball what many years ago the United States became to hockey. And I want it. And it matters. And I saw what happened with the Raptors a couple of years ago. In yeah. fact, if that would ever happen, you know, basketball might arguably become as big a sport in this country as any, including my favorite, being hockey. So the way they lost, and for the people did didn't watch, you know, that they're always fate they were favored because we had more NBA talent than anybody else in the tournament. But guess what? Other countries are really good at this sport. They're really experienced. You know, the Czechs shocked me again last night. They beat a really good Greek team by 25 points to grab the spot. Um, I, I just, I'm well, tired. And Peter, but yeah, Peter, we, they, they also play together for a longer period of time well, as, as well. Exactly. So the chemistry, yeah. the chemistry, we haven't even talked about that. I mean, I think the reason why Canada is able to to do it in hockey, say as an example at the World Juniors or at the Olympics or whatever, is you know there there is such a discrepancy at some point at times between talent that you can get away with it. But if you don't have your absolute best players playing in a tournament where you're playing against a country that play together all the time, and you, you know, like God bless Nick Nurse, but he can only do so much coaching and he can only be so prepared. If the chemistry isn't maybe what it could be, then you better have your best players available to you. And I guess that's that's what you're saying. I mean, I look at it and I go, well, was the coaching and the preparation the problem? I find that very hard to believe. Not a chance. It, you know, 
I, I don't know. Listen, I, here, here's, here's, here's a couple things what this is about. The scary, like, if I knew that this was the kind of loss that, first of all, Kelly, here's the best way to put it. Okay. Experience matters, and our best young players are young. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, R.J. Barrett, 21. You know, like, yes, they're in the NBA, but they're young and they're inexperienced. What we need is to grow a core group that goes through more of these situations. The problem is it's, it's a bit of a chicken and the egg. Once you get there and experience it, then guys really want to jump on and be part of it. The problem is until you get there, I think it gives guys more reason to go, I don't want to commit my summer. I don't want to give up those weeks. So it's it's really a catch 22. And, you know, in life and sports, until you're over, you're not over. And this is a bit of a blown opportunity for our country in its progression. And I'm sorry, after you watch it in 2015, and we've had we've had a lot of disappointments in this country in basketball since Steve Nash in Sydney in 2000. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to see it again. And and it bugs me because if we can ever kind of get down the right road, we're going to be a powerhouse in this sport. But until you're there, you're not there. That was on the bridge of being a Bronco plumbing and heating rods rant. I love it, Lou. Yeah. I love yeah. it. But you know, yeah, and I mean, I, I guess the, the game is. Line... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think maybe the the difference is, Peter, is, yeah, I don't know. I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, right? So yeah. when you talk to world class hockey players in Canada, from the time they're in grade nine and ten, they want to play on the Canada program of excellence. It's it's yeah. it's they 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 aspire to take part in those kinds of things and be part of that. Making right. Canada's world junior team, making the Olympic team. Like it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Massive. But obviously yeah. maybe what you're saying is in the sport of basketball when you get to the NBA and you know, eh. Now I got to take time like defer to the elevator ride you and I had with Chris Chelios and Brett Hall <laughs> in the elevator. Yeah. Speaking of Montreal, what was that, 96? Uh, 96, World yeah. Cup, yeah. Yeah, I'll, just to give people a quick... Uh, you know what? When we come back from break, we'll give them the, the Brett Hall-Chris Chelios story that you and I <laughs> watched <laughs> with our own two eyes. It was incredible. Yeah, talk about but, an unbelievable five days in Montreal. Okay. Yeah, no, no kidding. But anyway, so we got 90 seconds left, Lou. In conclusion, mm -hmm. any final thoughts? Any, like, is Nick Nurse going to want to stick around? He sounds like he does. He sounds like there's unfinished I business. So. I sure hope he does, Peter. Because, right. like, to right. me, that would be devastating if a guy like that said, I've had it enough. Like, I hope he comes back. I really do. Well, I do too. And the thing is, it's a little different, is. We didn't lose this time because a lot of good players didn't show up. 
Um, we had a couple of unfortunate breaks, but so did Greece, and, and they were down um, three or four really key people. But here's what I'm hoping, Kelly, happens. If you're the young guys on that program, this, this I'm hoping, fuels the fire to say, this isn't happening again. And we need this core of guys to feel that way and have the accountability. That's the difference between hockey and other sports in our country. If this happened in hockey, oh like boy. think about the outcry. Just think about it for a minute. Well, we'd be having but summits. What, we'd be having, you yeah, know, fire the coach. We'd be wanting but to you know evaluate what? everything. We're at a point now that this, we are too good at this sport not to play in the final 12. We're too good at it. We're too good at it. And I hope this is a springboard to those young guys who are great young players. And trust me, we're in the world under 19 championship. And I've watched the first two games. We won a gold medal a few years ago, won the world championship, another sporting event that people in our country don't know about. We're getting closer all the time. But like I said, I hope this is a springboard with these great young NBA players to say, we're not missing this in Paris. We're I'm, not missing it in Paris. I'm not even going to get you started on Canadian men's soccer. <laughs> well, we're coming back. We're back. Uh, yeah. I'm back in. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Thanks, it, it's improving. Me. It's improving. Yep. Anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with Peter Labardius. You're talking to Peter. You're talking to Kelly on the Rod Peterson Show. Hang in there. We'll be right back, folks. Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Let's head back to the studio. going to take a little trip down memory lane for Peter and I. I promised before the last break that we would talk a little bit about a very interesting conversation, <laughs> to say the least, that uh, Peter Labardius, who was, of course, the co-host on the show here today, he and I witnessed firsthand, folks, you can't make this stuff up. This happened. 1996, the World Cup of Hockey at the Bell Centre in Montreal. Canada goes and takes a 1-0 lead. Game one, they come back for games two and three in Montreal at the Bell Centre. We're staying at the same hotel as the players. Can you believe that? It's about a block or two away from the Bell Centre. And Lou and I, after game two, we're not in a very good mood because Canada's lost. So yeah. now the U.S. have tied the series at one. We get on the elevator to go up to our room, neither one of us saying a word. And guess who happens to be riding the elevator with us going up to the 11th floor? Two guys yeah. we really didn't need to see at that moment, Chris Chelios and Brett Hall. And Probably the last two guys on... The last two guys on planet Earth that I wanted to be in an elevator with at that particular time. Yeah, well, add Mike Richter to that list for me. But definitely two yeah, of the top two, three or four. So we're riding the elevator up. And Chris Chelios doesn't know us from Adam. No. He turns to Brett Hall and he says, Brett, 
We're one win away. We're one win away from beating these MFers. And Brett yeah. Hall looks at Chris Chelios and he says, yeah, but I know this means that now I got to spend another two or three days away from my wife and my kids and cutting into my summer again. Chris Chelios looks at Brett Hall <laughs> with eyes that I, if, if looks could kill, and he says, oh, yeah. so what? <laughs> and Peter and I were like, like we couldn't believe it. No, Chris Chelios no. putting Brett Hall in his place. Yeah, that so was the second. That was the what? second, the second last time that I was at the Bell Center in Montreal. The last time I was at the Bell Center in Montreal was the Montreal Screw Job. Yes. At the Survivor Series. Speaking of Bretts, standing outside the dressing room after my good friend Brett Hart knocked Vince McMahon unconscious with a right uppercut. I don't know which <laughs> haunts me more to this day. Well, I actually do know it was that. that I still yeah, have nightmares about that. But neither one. Great memories <laughs> for me. Every, the, the every time you go to Montreal, it's memorable. I hey, might in, in stay also, away from the Bell Center. <laughs> hey, just, you know, because we can share. And guess what? It's our show today for a little while. So imagine a sports trip. Okay, and we lost we lost hockey's number one dad in Walter Gretzky. Kel, I don't know if you remember this. Of course, I'm sure you will. So, um, you know, 1996, couldn't be more excited about going to games two and three of the World Cup final. Um, the semifinal against the Swedes almost physically killed me we won in double overtime or the whole trip would have kind of been ruined but in five days we went to two expo games um the two games of the world cup final and of course because of my good friend Rems and i love the band too we saw a deaf leopard concert so it was a pretty pretty full time so uh i had a dear friend she's a travel agent she set us up so we get the cab we pull up to the hotel and we're like, there's like Wayne Gretzky outside, Bob Cole, a bunch of players. And we're like, what is like, where are we? The rink is literally 10 steps away. Um, and, like, and, and we walk in the lobby, remember Kel? And there's uh -huh. Walter Gretzky holding court with a bunch of people in the front lobby and you and I looked at one another and I don't know if probably me. And I said, like, are we like, is this hat? Like, are we really here? Like, I'll, I'll never forget. Like I can visually see us pulling in and then walking into that hotel with our bag. Well, and just the euphoria, you know, that surrounded yes those days because you know you had all the sportscasters that were there you had the you know the the teams right um you know just walking around going to get a coffee in the hallway and there's eric lindros standing there and you know at that yeah. point in my life i hadn't really been exposed to a lot of that you know 
And uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I just remember at that point I had not heard a roar or as loud a roar as when Eric Lindros tied the game with a few seconds left in the second period in game, was that game three? Game game three, five seconds left in the second period to tie the game at one. Yeah, I just I just remember you talk about a, a pop that just oh. like sent the. I, I'd have to go back to Stan Smokey Reddick stopping Wade Hine on a breakaway back at the old Crush Camp. Yeah, before I before I heard that level, that decibel level of just like what you got that night at the oh. Bell Center, and you don't usually get that kind of a noise in a 20,000 seat building like you do in those old 3,000 seat rinks that there's no space but man oh man Um, man oh man Lou um, we're going to open things up on the last segment here anybody wants to ask fan Lou a question ask Peter whatever you want the last six five six minutes are yours to ask Peter whatever question you want when we come back you're watching the Rod Peterson Show, Kelly Rample, Peter Labardius. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, folks. Ask Lou. That's what we're calling it. Ask Lou. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Kelly Rempel and Peter Sweet Lou. Peter Labardius joining us from Mississauga. He's riding shotgun with me, has been over the last couple of shows. Let's go out. Uh, we got Peter Saragalli from Estevan. We miss you, Lou. We miss you. The Estevan yeah. film. Folks. Right back at you. I missed it too. And uh, they're holding a big hockey event there next year, the Centennial Cup. And um, I have every intention to get back. And a shout out to my dear, dear friend, Tony, who's just opened an ice cream shop down there. Uh, Specialized ice cream. If you're in the area, go see him. You won't be disappointed. Maybe the best pizza on the planet. They're at the tower. Oh. And, there's a, and there's a lot of great pizzas. There's a lot of great pizzas. That's a good one. That's a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam Schultz, your thoughts on Eichel going to the Flames? We'll try to get kind of more of a rapid fire. Yeah, you know what? I, I think a lot of it would depend on Eichel himself. Would it shock me? No, it's going to take a lot. And when you, it takes a lot, then you have to think about what you give up and how many holes you're creating. But it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. My buddy Sean Chapman, of an old Riverview <laughs> colleague of mine, he says... Yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> you're in a bind and you need a tag team partner. Bad News <laughs> Allen <laughs> or the Great Gamma? Who you going, I'm going with, with the, I'm going with the Great Gamma because Bad News Allen scared the living daylights out of me. I, I could never team up with that guy. If if I were going to pick, I would go with bad news because I'd literally be able to kind of just sit there and watch him go through 15 well, I, guys. I, well, I get that part, but I just, the other guys, he scared me too much. Um, this is kind of a two-parter. 
Kevin Olenek. Hi, Lou. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Calgary Flames faced a similar fate back in 2000. I think he's saying 19. Um, now i got to switch cameras. Now on the verge of winning their second straight. The other no playoffs. It cut it off, so I'm going to have to... Oh, there you go. What is the difference between the two teams, Peter, that you can see? This year's this year's Flames and the Lightning? Is that what well, we're I, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me because the Flames didn't win. And oh, okay, oh. sorry. They, my screen cut off, so I couldn't really read the whole thing. I think he's talking about this year's 2019 Lightning and the 2020 Lightning. I'm not exactly sure what the question is. Right. How do you compare the two teams, real quick? Uh, you know what? I just think all the experience that they went through, including that huge disappointment a couple of years ago when they won 60 games, were swept by Columbus. I think, you know, Julian Brisebois made some great ads when he went out and addressed, you know, some grittier guys in Coleman and, and Barkley Goodrow and Patty Maroon. They're a great team. They're a great team. Combining a couple of questions here, Lou, uh, Gino asked, Lou, give the people names uh, that they should keep their eye on for the NHL draft that maybe aren't on people's radar. Is there some names out there, Peter, of some, some, some real good hockey players that maybe just aren't being talked about? Or for that matter, Lou, guys that are being talked about, what should we look for at the draft this year? Well, it's a fascinating draft, Kel, just because, um, you know, everybody's starting to hear about Owen Power. But there, the difference between a lot of key guys in this draft, there's kind of, for me, a 1 to 15 and, and then 15 down. But this is one of those drafts and don't have enough time to truly get into it. Um, you know, a name to look out for, I, there's just, it, it's a hard question. There's There's lots of really, really good players. And this is a draft, you might get somebody at 20, that is as good as somebody that you get at eight or nine. Uh, on the Prairie Mobile tax line, um, what is the favorite place? This is going to be a tough one for you, Peter. What is the what is your favorite place you ever worked? And you've worked in a few different oh. markets. Is there is there a favorite? Oh, I you know what I can't I I can't really. They're they're so different. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I can't. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't really have an answer. It's. It's an awesome question. I don't, because all the places I've worked um, have been so special in so many different ways for so many different reasons. Well, I'm going to pick up on that just. Just a little bit. I just. Yeah, and, and I know it's difficult because it's an awkward question because then you have to actually answer the question. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But you told me one time that people would naturally assume that just mm -hmm. because you're in the NHL or just because you're in Toronto or just no. because you're in Calgary, that you would no. automatically enjoy it more because the stakes are perceived to be higher yeah. than you would if you were in an Estevan or a Regina. But that's not necessarily always true, is it, Peter? No, no, it's not. And, and here's how I would answer it. In, in all sincerity. My four years when I started in Estevan, Saskatchewan, Kel paved the way for everything that I've been able to accomplish. And, and I, th there's no ands, ifs, or buts. I went there when I was 18, left when I was 22. Um, it's hard for me not to think about the six years that I spent in Regina because the people 
um, the things I got to do like beyond special. So, you know, those 10 years in particular, even though I've gone on to be in bigger cities and have, have more high profile jobs, Kelly, I wouldn't change those 10 years for any of the rest of them. That's how special, that's how special those two stops were for me. I feel like we should probably kind of stop the questions there. I think that's a great way to go out, Peter. Um, you yeah, mean a I, lot. I agree. You mean a lot to a lot of people in these parts. I think that um, even you may be surprised at what kind of a local legend that you are here. Like, I think sometimes you, people throw that around like, you know, ah, he's a local legend or he's a legend. And it, it gets watered down a little bit. And I know you're not buying it, but I'm telling you. And it's not just because we're good friends, as we've got about a minute left. Yeah. But yeah. you had quite an impact here, my friend. Don't undersell that. I mean, people still talk about you, your old Pats days and the Western Hockey League. The Western Hockey League is in your blood, man. And that's what people love around these parts of Regina. So, yeah, yeah. you've had a great run in the NHL and junior hockey across the country. But right here in Saskatchewan, 30 seconds or less, what do you got? Kel, I'm born and raised in Saskatchewan. I spent a great deal of my life there. I've met some of the most amazing people, still have family. Um, it just makes me smile. Uh, I loved all my time there. And, you know, if I made any kind of impact, awesome. But the experiences that I've had and the people that I've met, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't replace it for one second. It's It's been incredible and it's been an honor and a privilege to grow up in a great province and be able to do the things that i've been able to do fantastic peter it has been so much fun over the last couple of shows we did wednesday we did today hope you enjoyed it half as much as i did we gotta run you're watching the rod peterson show sayonara i don't know this is not an online therapy session whatsoever for more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.